Welcome to Zurich's Risk Insight Series on Coronavirus, What Businesses Need to Know Now. Hi, I'm Renee Koa from Zurich, North America. As winter weather arrives in the U.S. and Canada, it may also have an impact on business operations during the coronavirus outbreak. Joining us today is Clayton Shoup, Technical Director for Large Casualty with Zurich's Risk Engineering Team. Clayton has over 35 years of experience supporting corporate health and safety programs, and he's also produced several articles for Zurich's coronavirus website. Clayton, thanks for being here today. Hey, thanks, Renee. It's great to be with you. Okay, so if companies don't already have a lot of challenges dealing with a pandemic, here comes winter. So we wanted to ask you for some tips that may help. What are some of the things businesses may want to consider? So, so first and foremost, Renee, they want to pay attention to indoor air quality. As temperatures dip, everybody, including your employees, will spend more time indoors. The, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency notes that the type of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, or HVAC system, uh, business uses can help reduce the impact of potential airborne spread of COVID-19. Also, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control suggests you consider ways to improve your building's ventilation in consultation with an HVAC professional and based on local environmental conditions, such as temperature and humidity, as well as ongoing community transmission in the area. Here are some tips from the CDC and the EPA which also recommends referring to guidelines provided by the American Society of Heating, Refrigerating, and Air Conditioning Engineers. They also call themselves ASHRAE. Try to increase your system's outdoor air ventilation to help reduce the recirculated air back into the indoor space. Increase the percentage of outdoor air uh, to potentially as high as 100% but not before confirming the compatibility of your HVAC system capabilities for both temperature and humidity control, as well as compatibility with outdoor and indoor air quality considerations. If it's feasible, run your HVAC system at maximum outside airflow for two hours before and after occupied times. It's also prudent to use air filters rated MERV, minimum efficiency reporting value of 13 or higher to help maximize HVAC filtration systems. Because some HVAC systems may not support that level of filtration, some alternative methods include running filters 24-7 with a rigorous change-out schedule, using portable air cleaners with high-efficiency particulate air or HEPA filtration, or the integration of UVGI, ultraviolet germicidal irradiation air purifiers. When weather and safety conditions permit, the CDC recommends increasing outdoor air dilution by opening windows and or doors and using fans. When windows are opened, however, outside air intake should be monitored regularly. Also disable any demand control ventilation controls that would reduce air supply based on temperature or occupancy. And that's suggested by the CDC. 
This will allow you to maintain continuous airflow, which might otherwise be turned off automatically in your facility. Ensure that exhaust fans and restroom facilities are functional and operating at full capacity when the building is occupied. During colder months, maintain relative humidity between 40 and 60% where possible. And then there's two additional points that I want you to take note of. The first is before implementing any new procedures, it's critical to have a qualified HVAC professional. Ensure anything you're putting in place because of COVID won't create additional issues with your HVAC system. Also, anticipate that improving air filtration and or allowing outdoor air to circulate within your building may likely result in higher costs during colder months. Well, those are great points and very proactive, but there's a lot there, Clayton, and I'm sure there's even more. So am I correct in suggesting that listeners uh, refer to the websites of the CDC, the EPA, and ASHRAE? Yeah, absolutely, Renee. There's a load of information on each of those sites. Great. Okay, so another challenge we discussed regarding winter and businesses revolves around the supply chain, right? Yeah, winter and COVID may create a perfect storm for supply chain complications for businesses. Colder months historically have seen a spike in influenza cases and some health experts, including doctors at Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, are anticipating increased numbers of COVID cases too. And you know, as you know, we're seeing increased cases right now. Then you've got weather events such as snowstorms, ice storms, and extremely low temperatures that not only impact supply chains, but also affect a great number of regions throughout North America. And, and when we're talking about supply chain, I just wanted to clarify, it's not just about personal protective equipment and cleaning and disinfecting supplies, although those might loom large depending on the status of the pandemic as, as we go forward into winter. You're also talking about just getting the materials a company needs for its specific business operations, right? That's right, Renee. You know, I, I reached out to Chris Snyder, who is head of risk services for Zurich Canada and one of our supply chain specialists. And Chris had a lot of great tips I'd like to share. Whatever season it is, he recommends identify your inventory needs and vendors, scout alternative procurement options, and keep track of where accelerating COVID-19 outbreaks are happening, not just where your businesses are located, but also where your suppliers are based. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So then we drill down to winter. That's right, Renee. And Chris had several winter specific tips. First, understand that PPE inventory needs for outdoor workers may change in areas with harsher winter months. Depending on the operations, if work is performed outdoors or partially outdoors, then companies have to consider how PPE coordinates with winter clothing and protection. Wearing winter face coverings, such as ski masks, may not provide the same protection or prevention as a standard face mask. In fact, right now, the CDC is still investigating that. Colder weather will put more third-party vendors inside your facility. 
For companies that receive shipments, third-party drivers may require indoor space to wait while shipments are unloaded. To help protect these individuals, companies probably need to create an appropriate space for them and have basic PPE supplies, such as extra hand sanitizer and masks on hand. This will require increased supplies as well as a review of logistics for the site, all of which can potentially have an impact on the end of the supply chain. Also, companies need to ask themselves if they're ready for the added impact of lockdowns. An acceleration of coronavirus cases could create additional city, state, or provincial lockdowns, which can adversely impact supply chains and essential workers delivering and processing supplies. Having alternatives ready to help reduce longer loss periods. Ensure that you have backup staff involved with managing and understanding the company logistics, procurement, and risk management of the supply chain. That's a really good point. Just having enough employees ready to fill in to minimize work interruptions. Yes, uh, you know, winter weather can adversely impact transportation. Having alternate transportation methods at your disposal can help combat these uncertainties. It might also make sense to allow for longer lead times if you can. It can give your transportation channels the extra time to travel safely. Those are great insights, Clayton. Now, moving on to, to the next item, I cannot imagine anyone not experiencing pandemic fatigue right now. What are the ramifications for companies? Well, you, you're absolutely right, Renee, and, and it's especially a challenge for your cleaning and janitorial staff. Whether they're in-house staff or third-party vendors, it's easy for lax behaviors to creep in. Look for ways to keep your crews motivated and mindful. That might include communicating regularly and often, in addition to reinforcing the importance of your cleaning and disinfecting protocols be sure to listen to staff concerns as well. Ensure you have ample supplies of PPE for your cleaning crews and emphasize the importance of wearing the necessary gear. And remember to thank these workers who have been on the front lines since the outbreak began. That's so true. I loved what was referenced in a recent article of Health Affairs. They referred to janitorial workers as silent superheroes. And, and they absolutely are superheroes. Um, you know, Clayton, since the outbreak began, there there has been a lot of, understandably, a lot of focus on what businesses can do within their facilities to address the risk hazards. But you also have some important additional points to share about elevators. By now, most businesses have floor markings to help people maintain physical distancing and the need for passengers to wear masks. What else um, is the CDC recommending? Well, that they have a few good tips, and I want to note that many of these apply to escalators as well. In addition to encouraging the use of cloth face coverings, elevator occupants should avoid speaking whenever possible. Post signs reminding occupants to minimize touching surfaces in elevators. They should use an object such as a pen cap or their knuckle to push elevator buttons. Encourage elevator and escalator passengers to wash their hands or use hand sanitizer 
and avoid touching their face after holding on to handrails or touching buttons. This also applies after touching stair handrails. Consider adding supplemental air ventilation or local air treatment devices in frequently used elevator cars. Good points. Um, Clayton, is there anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I, I would encourage companies to continue to focus on safety protocols throughout your worksite. Continue to review the strategies your company has put in place throughout your facility so they remain relevant. Keep emphasizing to employees how important it is to follow the measures established in your facilities, including maintaining proper physical distancing, wearing face masks and other PPE when needed, and practicing good personal hygiene. The CDC and the Canadian government continue to update their guidance for businesses. Also, adhere to the latest guidance from your state or provincial governments, as well as relevant public health organizations. It's important to continue to monitor these sources for updated information that may result in a need to adjust your control strategies. It's been great talking to you about this topic. We really appreciate you sharing your insights today. Renee, thank you for inviting me. It's been a great pleasure to speak with you. For more information and resources, visit Zurich's Coronavirus Resource Hub on our website, zurichna.com COVID-19. On behalf of everyone at Zurich, thanks for listening. The information in this audio recording was compiled from sources believed to be reliable for general information purposes and is intended for Zurich clients and business partners. The information contained herein may be useful to you or your enterprise when developing your own policies and procedures. The policies and procedures applicable to your enterprise should take into account the specific circumstances of your business and business environment, which is beyond the capacity of this podcast. Any and all information provided is not intended to constitute advice of any nature and is specifically not legal advice, and accordingly, you should consult with your own legal counsel. We do not guarantee the accuracy of this information presented or any results and further assume no liability in connection with this recording and the information provided therein. Moreover, Zurich reminds you that the information provided cannot be assumed to contain every acceptable safety and compliance procedure or that additional procedures might not be appropriate under the circumstances. The subject matter of this recording is not tied to any specific insurance product, nor will adopting these policies and procedures ensure coverage under any insurance policy. We encourage listeners to seek additional information from credible sources. Thank you.